everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr., Trent Condon, TC along the way. As we talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes, a celebratory mode this week. As the relief uh, relief washes over us, it's still a Hawkeye State. We don't have to. It's, you know, Saturday, the Iowa State game, it's it's the best day of the year in terms of uh, fun and frivolity. I, I love the atmosphere, the fans. People are all in a good mood before the game. I, I don't see there's not a lot of arguing. People are good to each other. Um, after the game, Iowa State fans scatter. You don't hear from them. They're gone. We don't have to worry about it if they lose. And if they if they don't, then it gets a little bit more tough, and it becomes the toughest day of the year because you got 364 days to listen to Iowa State fans uh, if, if they would happen to have won. But they haven't scored a touchdown in Kinnick Stadium in six years, so um, we're not going to worry about it for another two years. It will have been eight years if they score a touchdown the next time they play in Kinnick Stadium. Well, no question about that. And I find it interesting about the Iowa State game because – when Iowa wins, I don't feel like there's a tre- tremendous amount of ongoing trash talk up until the point where the Cyclone fans start chirping, at which point then somebody might drop a little hammer on them. But on the other side of the coin, when Iowa State happens to win, boy, you hear boy, about it. Oh, boy, man. that was a really good football game. What a, I, but I can tell you this. I left that game the other day, obviously happy that the Hawks had won. I was walking back, and I stopped at a friend of mine's tailgate, um, and he offered me a beer, so of course I had it. And I said, I have this horrible feeling that my favorite college football team that I root the hardest for is also the most boring college football team in the country. (laughs) And it's sort of like enjoying the color beige. You know, it looks fine on your wall, but it's not like you're going to go out of your way to find it or, or look at it or watch it. But that being said, I believe that this is the week with which things turn around for the Hawkeye offense. You do? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Well, I think you're going to be able to run for more than 3.7 yards uh, uh, per rush, which is what the Hawks are averaging, 81st in the country uh, on offense. And, you know, it's uh, it's time to unleash the hounds a little bit. I think think what we're going to see, and we'll get into this later, of course, I think we're going to see some big runs. I think we're going to see some uh, short passes that turn into big games, gains, and I think we're going to see some long passes. See, so uh, there's a couple of things that um, in in my limited tweeting the other day out of out of the game, somewhat inebriated and somewhat also because I I still can't get a signal worth a doggone nickel out of out of Kinnick Stadium. So Trent, does the wireless work where you sit? Does the wireless work where I sit? No, it does not. Okay. No. So even if we had the password. If you had the password on the East Stands, you still wouldn't be able to use still it. Still wouldn't work. Because I've tried that before. And it's just, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. On the scoreboard, in the game day experience, they say, hey, tweet your photos. And some people and, do it And somehow. hashtag fight for Iowa and these all these things. And I guarantee you that 69 or 70,000 people who are in the stadium, not one of us were able to do anything no, I, other than maybe... If you were looking at your phone during the middle of a play when not anybody else, not at a timeout right, or anything else, while the game is while happening, the game is happening you that, decided yes. that maybe you were going to check your phone for a score or something, you might have been able to get that. I received texts that were sent at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I received them. This, isn't, this is God's honest truth. On my Verizon, sorry Verizon, I received these at 12.30 a.m. that night. They didn't, that, that, it, they got clogged up somewhere. I was receiving texts from friends around the country that were sent at five o'clock, seven and a half hours later. Yeah, and now, so we're probably digressing a little bit, but but you're right. It's, it is it is mind boggling that they can't figure that out, yeah, right? I was trying to add the game day experience. The north end zone looks great. A friend of mine also sat up there, enjoyed the time. Said he wouldn't, he would never spend the money because they cut him off at the end of the third quarter. Oh. Because in Ames they don't do that. Yeah. They let you drink until an hour after the game if you'd like to sit around. And watched the color and pageantry right. of college right. football after the game, but you know they cut him. They off. cut him off at the third quarter, and yet that upset him. But hey, whatever is what it is. It's uh, it's a nice enhancement. It, it is. Um. And anyway, so from from a standpoint of thoughts that I had during the game, you know, a couple of times, um, I I, I had was tweeting. I, I was not happy with what I saw being run by Iowa. A lot of people have said the same things in terms of. 
It sure seemed awful, awful methodical, awful conservative at various times. Some of that's due to Iowa's lack of execution. But what I what I started to get a little bit frustrated with was people saying, "Well, I don't think he's got time to throw, and he looks a little jumpy back there." He does look he does look jumpy, but I don't think it's because he's got all kinds of time to throw. Right, and this is this is I think Kirk mentioned this uh, in his comments today to the press that he feels like. Nate Stanley's pressing. Yes, and he's he's aiming the foot. He yes. He's aiming the football. He's not throwing it. And when he let it go, he had obviously a great a great pass down the sideline uh, that set up the touchdown. Nice ball. Nice um, ball. You know, three steps, throw it up, let your receiver run under it. Guy made a great catch. It was fantastic. First first one Brandon of the year. Brandon Smith finally first, finally first one of the year. Yep. The, the pass to Smith Marset crossed the middle. He stepped into it and zinged that thing into the window. He threw a great pass to Easley on the east sideline. Yep. Uh, on, a, on second long. Threw it through yeah. an Very ear big play. Yeah. of a Cyclone defender Yep. and uh, a good catch. He also had passes. Noah Fant made an unbelievable catch on about a five-yard out. That was a was yard behind yard, him. Yeah, behind him, yeah. Uh, Hawkinson made a great catch on a pass that was way high or whatever. And I mean, he grounded two or three other ones where he had wide open guys. But he wide had wide, open, wide, wide yeah. open guys, big lanes to throw the ball. And Stanley has a tendency, and I'm sure all of us know this, to throw that ball nose down, and I believe he does that under some sort of I don't want this pass to sail on me and get intercepted, so I'm going to, for lack of a better word, throw it towards the knees, like a, much like a pitcher would, to try and keep the ball down, and that leads to balls well, I short on a couple of. And he's in not the turning his body. You're right. He's not turning his body. Right. He, so he's getting. He's not getting his shoulders turned. There. It's some. Some of that's reminds well, me of your bowling. Well, we don't have to bring that up. Okay. We'll bring that up when when the average doesn't come up, okay? When I've bowled more than five, when I when we can count on the number of times I've bowled in the last ten years on more than one hand, you can bring that up. Okay? All right. Well, it's later in the year. All right. All right. Give me give me time. All right. Anyway, it's but not good. Is, it, right now, Iowa has given up. So the, I, Iowa State's defense does look to me to be pretty good, and they Iowa did not give up any sacks the other day. Um, so that's one sack for the Iowa offense. In two games, and that sack happened to be when uh, the run- Iowa's running back, uh, Ivory Kelly Martin, backed into into Stanley, basically. The Iowa, Iowa offensive line has given him time to throw. If it's going to be anybody, and this it's going to get this offense untracked, it's going to be Nate Stanley. Well, it, it has to be. I mean, you, you have to expect that your quarterback, who's coming in seasoned after last year, uh and I'm not worried about accolades. I'm just saying he, un- he should understand what he's looking at out there in orders to do, whether it's audibles or go through progressions. And this is where I see him right now not doing very much of that. He is a one guy, a one option guy for the most part. He, he knows who the primary receiver is. It seems to me like he gets locked in on that. And then he's either a little early or a little late and, off- and, and yeah. oftentimes yeah. low. And if that guy's covered... It doesn't appear yet that he has quite figured out the art of, and all you have to do is, and Aaron Rodgers is, okay, probably the best quarterback in the world, but watching him against the Bears the other night, he's looking down the left sideline the whole time, center the safety that way, knowing full well he's coming back to the right, and he throws a dime for a touchdown. And I'm not asking Nate Stanley to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm just asking him to be more like Aaron Rodgers and have the ability to look at one guy and immediately discern if he's open or not and then say, okay, he's not. Where are the other three guys on this pattern? This is where I'm I'm, taking the run game out of it, going to the pass game still. This is where I'm I'm thinking that I feel like Brian Ferentz is actually doing some things that we're not seeing materialize because of what you're talking about the lack of the progressions that Nate's ta- taking. One good good example was the the pass to Fant into the end zone, which was a terribly no, a terribly no called pass. Oh my goodness! But well, it wasn't in the end zone, but it was down right the on, right on this. Yeah, but he was he wasn't that open. But what was happening underneath was seam route for. I, I think it was Hawkinson. It might have been Whiting, but I think it was Hawkinson who who was running an underneath seam route. And if Nate just just kind of gives it a half a second more, he's got a wide open. Because he went right by his guy right down the seam, and there's nobody in the middle of the field. Well, and the, the he, same thing happened so on, he, the pl- on the pass where he was 
motioning to throw it deep into the end zone. I think yes. that was was that yeah. for easily. That was yes. to easily. Okay, yes. so that was throwing it to easily and underneath twenty yards ahead of him. And who would have walked into the end zone from covered by yeah. anyone? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a checkdown, and it would could have waved everybody deep. Everybody ran deep. Yep. And all of a sudden, he just threw it underneath, and I think it was Fant, but it yeah. was one of the tight ends would have caught it and had thirty yards with nobody, yeah. nobody there. It, uh, we don't, we uh, you know, it's hard to keep talking about this in this in sort of a negative light. Doesn't, I didn't it the, it doesn't appear getting, to be hard for us, to right? Be. But somehow, you're when we start talking about the boredom of the Iowa offense, I think at this point in time, and and I think there's that. The other thing that's still a little bit con- disconcerting to me is that um, so. Iowa State runs that three, three, four. Or what three, is it? Three, what three, is it? Three, five, three, 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 five, three, 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 five. Right, and Wisconsin six two stack monster, six right. two stack monster. And, and Wisconsin, they use the same technique that Wisconsin does. At Ampipe, they, oh, they, they ran the six two stack monster <laughs> against the number one team the whole game, and they stopped them. Did they devise that when they uh, at the same time they found the flux capacitor by hitting their head on the toilet? Very similar. Very right. similar. Uh, no, but they run the same thing Wisconsin does in terms of slanting into the gaps, particularly the linebackers. They watch the Iowa motion, and as soon as you see which way Iowa's motion is going, they slant their guys into the they slant their their linebackers into the gaps. Well, the problem is that Iowa runs so much zone blocking stuff. You're in the gaps. There's no running. There's no rushing lane. This is why you put. When there are eight or nine guys in the box, you've got to be able to figure out something to go around that. So, how, how about getting out of a running play well, and, <laughs> and throwing it somewhere else? Let's get out of a running play and let's get into a passing play. The problem then is your quarterback needs to be able to complete that pass. So I, I'm I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I don't recall a bunch of audible audibles being called the other day. I, I do think Trent was right. We were talking about this uh, at church yesterday. Sunday. Um, you know, Sunday. Was it? Oh, they all run together. Sunday, especially the, game, the way the game, we drink. Right, the game dictated a number of ways that Iowa called a lot of plays that Iowa called. The way it was, it was going. You aren't going to, you aren't going to make mistakes in the second half. There, Iowa realized, hey, they're not going to score on us, or if they do, they're going to get one touchdown on us, maybe. Let's just play conservatively and see if we can't win this. Well, yeah. six four Penn State game of all four. Right, they were they knew very that, similar. That after a while, they realized Iowa State's not moving the football against us. They well, have no they have no up. answer. Right, right. and you, you have to give you have to give the offense credit because the touchdown they got was it not on like an eighty three or eighty five yard drive it, it, late it, in the it, late it, or in early the fourth, in the fourth quarter, uh, four minutes to go. So it was middle of the fourth quarter. So right. it was kind of crunch time. To in you know they were ahead six to three, but. It was you're right. Give them credit. They went on a drive when they needed to. They salted it away. They got the cover. They, got- <laughs> <laughs> they did get the cover. To what you guys were talking about, one thing that continues to jump out to me is pocket presence. Yeah, and and this goes back to C.J. Beathard, who had terrible pocket presence, especially that final season, when obviously he didn't have the kind of year that he and he got beat before. up pretty good because of it. Yeah, you're seeing the same thing with Nate Stanley, and I do wonder. With Brian Ferentz, an offensive line guy. Iowa, even the year they won the Offensive Line of the Year award, which right. they, they yeah. shouldn't have, they gave up 30 sacks that year. Yeah, Is it is it a protection problem? Is it what they're teaching footwork-wise, standing in the pocket? Because Or is it a quarterback who holds onto the ball too long? And, 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 and Beathard at times right. had that same problem. Yes. And maybe yeah. there's too much progression. Well, the you can go maybe back. it should be... Two reads and dump it off. Yeah, even go back to the, the. Remember, we had the regression of Ricky Stanzi, right? I mean, the, no, his the, numbers got better. His no, his, yeah. win, his wins went down. His wins went down. Oh, he threw more interceptions that second. Oh no, he no, didn't. Did he? No, God, there's that one junior. He was like yeah. 20, but, 20 interceptions and twenty but they touchdowns. Won the games and they had you know they had it just it was one of those things where it felt like he was managing differently and and I think we saw at different times we saw that out of Jake Rudock, right? He 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 never appeared to move. To get real comfortable with them, I think you're, I think you've got something here, and I don't know if it's a matter of they encourage them to hold the ball until they know the guy is open. Whereas They're putting most, more on their plate, right? Or are they putting too much on their plate? Yeah. Or are they putting too little on their plate? It's a question because the successful Iowa quarterbacks, the really good ones that they had, Brad Banks, apparently Iowa had that year, and this is the story that they that they all tell. Iowa ran ten plays that year. That was it. Right, he had no audibles. He, he wasn't. Good. They 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 only gave him so much to handle. But he was so and athletic, he, was, he could just he could make well, up things. It was very simple reads. It was look at C.J. Jones, then Dallas Clark, and if it's not there, run, 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 right, run. And, and it worked. 
so it was a little bit easier on him because he yeah. had that athletic ability. But and he ran it, per, he ran that perfectly that year. Certainly, Drew Tate in his in his uh, first year when he w- became you know the legend that he did that year that they they uh, tied for the Big Ten championship. You know, he was running around back there. If he didn't see something, he was he was um, but, what, what am I? He's just freewheeling, right? But he yeah. also had Clinton Solomon, yes. Eddie yeah. Hinkle. Guys like well, that uh, Banks had Hinkle too, but well, I mean that's it's a good point. It's he, a good point, but I think there are some. And Stanzi yeah. had DJK, Marvin McNutt. Yeah. I mean, we've got great tight ends. Don't get me wrong, we've got spectacular tight ends. And I see people posting, "Why would any good wide receiver want to come to Iowa?" And my answer to that is, if you're any good at all, you're going to play for four years. Right. You're going to start. You're going to come in. Yeah, but our friend Andy Gerken said last night, and I thought this was interesting, you're going to play, but what are you going to do? You're going to run wind sprints for, the, gonna, for 90% of the game. Yeah, and you're going to learn how to block. Field, and then you're going to learn how to block. And then you come back to the huddle, and you're like, hey, I was open. You know, Lost in this discussion is Iowa is up to nine sacks on the year defensively. We'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk great about defensive defense line after the back. break. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Hawks win this one, by the way, 13-3, to and uh, made it four in a row, add out of 11. And uh, I, eleven I, out of fifteen. Eleven out of fifteen against Iowa State. Um, it's it, it's a Hawkeye State. We'll be back. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Build your business at Sinorama of Urbandale. We offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs. Build your brand and create your image. Look around, and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. It's a nice forecast, clear and comfortable, low near 61. Sunshine Wednesday, a high of 83 and about the same on Thursday with a high of 84. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. This report sponsored by Staples. Staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out. Now get 20% back in rewards on your color printing. In-store only. Offer ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See stores staples.com slash 20 back for details. Print more color, attract more customers, save more money. Staples. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100th Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Charles Esten. And when my daughter Addie was diagnosed with leukemia, it was the darkest day of our lives. But the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings light to that darkness. Light the Night walks are magical events of hope and illumination where thousands of patients, family, friends, and co-workers come together to raise money for the battle against blood cancers. My Addie is a survivor. Won't you join my grateful family and so many others in bringing light to the darkness of cancer at a Light the Night walk near you? Please visit LightTheNight.org. The Light the Night walk is Sunday, September the 30th at Principal Park. Registration starts at 530. The walk begins at 730. For more information, go to LLS.org backslash Iowa. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? 
you can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Hi, folks. Heath Kirkhoff from Templin Rye, inviting you to try our four- and six-year aged rye whiskey available at a great retailer near you. Templin Rye, a high-caliber spirit, was first made by my grandfather, Alphonse Kirkhoff, and his partners during Prohibition. In fact, there's another Alphonse who enjoyed Templin Rye, Alphonse Capone. Come visit us at our new distillery in Temple, Iowa to see where the good stuff is made. We are now open for tours. Check out TemplinRye.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram for tour times and details. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brad Reach, Dave Gaten Jr. Trent Conn in here on 1700 and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Check out our podcast. If you miss any portion of the program, I want to make sure um, before we move on talking defense. Uh, if anybody's listening wants to know the status, a couple of injured players, uh, Ivory Car- Kelly Martin is still not practicing. Um, possibly the first string running back, first, second, third string, depending on the week, but not practicing. They may get him back this week. I would venture a guess they won't no. use him unless they need to. Um, Amir Smith Marset did not go today with the, the bad shoulder off of that long catch, but um, they said he could have. So there's a possibility you might have him back this week. I would also guess probably not. I would say you'd probably save him both those guys for Wisconsin the following week if you can. Um, but uh, it sounds like they'll both be available by the time we roll around to Wisconsin. The 7.30 kickoff, the latest in Kinnick Stadium history against Wisconsin uh, two Saturdays from now. And, you know, Gotta love it. Fox National, Gus Johnson, going to have a good time. Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt, the best broadcast team, college football broadcast team left out there, I think. I don't uh, know. I haven't watched college football yet this there year. There's some bad ones, though, now. <laughs> there are some bad ones. The one I've, the, I won't be able to until week five. And I like Tim Brando, or uh, not Tim Brando, um, the guy from the, that was headed the other day. Um, Tim Brando. Yeah, Tim Brando. I like him. He's been around a long time. Right. But the other guy, Spencer Tillman. Been a long, around t- long time, too. Yeah, but bad. I mean, between him and I, I, I just don't get, you know, watching Monday Night Football last night, I don't get Booger McFarland being on anything, let alone trying to analyze. Jason Witten's worse. It's, it, it's, I, I'm, anyway. It's his first broadcast, yeah. for crying out loud. He did a few preseason yeah. games. He was yeah, they, 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 it didn't matter. Booger's I had the Jets. Bad. Anyway, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, that'll be, that'll be cool. Still don't know about uh, ESPN game day. That's a possibility. There are some other possibilities out there, but you never know. That might be good. Uh, Wisconsin coming up in two weeks. You and I, this week, 640 is the kickoff. So we've gone 230, 4 o'clock, Was 640. It four, about, about 410, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we're going 640 and then 730. I have a question. Did you guys see the flyover? Yes. I'm in the stadium. Nope. How did nope. I miss this? Totally missed it. All right. They will all pale in comparison to well, the Ohio State one. one. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, was he up there? He was up there. Like yeah. with Sputnik? Uh, I and mean, there, and everybody in the section in 109 said, it'll all pale in comparison. Yeah, to right. Uh, well, it, it's like they should never do it anymore because everyone's just it's like, yeah. Situa- well, yeah. They, well, I didn't, I, I didn't swear, I didn't no. know it even no. happened. Everybody, I saw, I saw a replay yeah. about it and I was like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm paying attention. I'm singing the anthem. I'm. 
doing the wave, and I'm like, when did they have the flyover? I I when those guys came, did, and they came out, or stealth. everybody around us said the same thing. Nobody in our section saw it at all. Right? There, did, did was there a flyover today? Did we miss? I like the I'm fireworks thinking, after the touchdown. That was nice. That was or nice. a touchdown. That was nice. <laughs> As the case may be. So this defensive line. Uh, this defensive line is, uh, I think uh, Trent just said it, I think this defensive line is is special at Iowa in a number of different ways. One, there's a lot of talent there. But two, I think it's, you've got eight, nine, maybe ten guys that can play. And they can run them in and out of there, and they can keep them fresh, and they've learned to start to do that. They probably will do a little bit more of it this week even to try to keep guys, and you're going to need to do that against Wisconsin because Wisconsin's going to get a first down here and there, which Iowa State didn't do. That you know that that didn't even keep people on the field. But right, well, there's no question about it, and, and you know it's we all know about AJ Epinesa, Big Ten Player of the Week. He's a substitute. He had yeah backup defensive end is a fumble, Big Ten Player of the Week. Two sacks, tackle for loss, and two quarterback pressures, or something like that. Yeah, he's like it, fifth in the nation in, in, in his uh, time in stats now. Yes, uh, but you know, Trent, what you were saying, Parker Hesse sets the edge. He's so uh, fundamentally sound out there. Anthony Nelson, I think, is getting double teamed a lot more based upon his fourteen sacks or whatever he had last year. But how about Matt Nelson running up the middle over Iowa State's quote unquote best? Uh, lineman who was uh, trying to figure out which direction that he went and then planting, planting the quarterback, <laughs> which probably would have been a penalty in the NFL. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Did you? It would have been. I mean, I don't, it wasn't really vicious. He didn't helmet to helmet or anything. He just, but he tackled he extra, it. Extra, extra, it, it went straight down. You're not allowed to do that. Straight anymore. down on him. But fortunately, uh, college football, they're allowing us to still hit each other and, and do those sorts of things. And so, nevertheless, uh, I loved the the game out of him. But guys like uh, Lattimore and Reef didn't play but a handful of plays uh, last week. you got to think they're going to be in more this week. Mm-hmm. I love what Chauncey Golson's doing out there when he gets an opportunity. And I love the Raider package, even if they're not all walking around. I like the four, not, the four linemen that they have right. in on that package. Right. Still know where they're going. You don't know who's dropping back and who's who's. They uh, ran the zone. They ran yeah. uh, zone blitz. Uh, dropped Epinesa back. It was the first time he was in. You know, and of course the left tackle is going. Oh my God! Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. And he steps back directly into into the play. Yep. Uh, Kemp's got nowhere to throw the ball, and here comes Neiman and may have been a corner, or maybe it was Hooker. Yeah, it was Hooker. It was I think it was Hooker and Neiman from the backside. And they got him, and it was like, holy crap, that was an awesome-looking zone blitz look. And it was early in the game. And with the speed they this, have a this, linebacker now, they can do a lot more Well, I was going to say, you know, Col- so Colbert comes in, and he has to fill in for Welch, who had a How concussion. How do you say his first name? Dijon? Jamon. 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 Pre- pretend there's yeah. no D there. Yeah. Okay, Jamon. So he comes Here's in. the downside. to to The upside to him is spectacular. He's so fast. Yeah. He plays he's, great. He's not super big. But um, well, he came in as a safety, and he's playing linebacker. Christian but Welch he's is going to be Wally Pip. Now nah, Welch, well, Welch is going to play more. He's Wally Pip, man. They're both really good. They are, but they're Welch, both good sideline they, to sideline. They are. I just see. I, I, I mean, can you're see not going. Neiman is super. Good. Right, he's better taking, than his brother. Yeah, and his brother's on yeah, an NFL yeah, roster. You're not taking Neiman out of there. No, there's no way. There's and no Hockaday yeah. is the fundamental. He's not flashy. He makes tackles. That's one. That's a Absolute thing, knock on wood, that I have seen out of this defense. They are the best tackling team I've seen Iowa have, and I can't remember when. Those yeah. cornerbacks, Hankins and Ojemudia. How about the tackle, tackle Hankins makes on the oh. on the one yeah. oh, against yeah. the tight end to yeah. keep him out the, of the end zone? Yeah, exactly. Saves, the, saves it, yes. But he was 5'10". Yeah. These guys are both 6'1", 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. They are physical. Mm-hmm. We still haven't seen them a ton in pass coverage, but... Well, you don't have to be in pass coverage. You get nine sacks and a lot of quarterback hurries. I've said this is a one-game schedule. Oh, well, you might be two, right. The Wisconsin, right? They beat Wisconsin. They're going to Indianapolis. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter what happens this week against you and I. They could lose to you and I. You don't they think the beat offense, Wisconsin. Look at the rest of the schedule. You don't think the offense has skill against no. the conference? Because I well, don't think Wisconsin with the lost Iowa. Do you is think Maryland's that good? They're going to run the table. So at seven and two, worst case scenario. You think Maryland? You think Maryland's good? That's scary. 
Need them to get down to their fourth string uh, quarterback again. Linebacker yeah, again. I, I think they run the football. I, I told you it, when you watch the recruiting, right? And I'm not talking just stars, but when you watch the recruiting, he had three really, really good recruiting classes in a row, yes. right? Talent is talent, right? So it's, it's, you can rate it up and down, but but talent is talent, and you don't have to be able to coach a whole lot of talent, particularly. If you're playing, you know, depending on what your Mickey Mouse schedule is here and there, right? But um, Maryland might, might might be the deal. I, I agree. Um, the, it's such an advantage because of the, the the tiebreaker. You get this ga- this game in two weeks. Win this week, and we got a really really big. Game I hope the Hawkeyes aren't overlooking Northern Iowa the way that we are. <laughs> Good thing is we're not suiting up Saturday. That's man. fair. We're I'm out of eligibility. <laughs> I, I never. I was never eligible. <laughs> I was never even in aisle five, Irv. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Talk to Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. This report sponsored by Staples. Staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out. Now get 20% back in rewards on your color printing. In-store only. Offer ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See stores staples.com slash 20 back for details. Print more color, attract more customers, save more money. Staples. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. <laughs> Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI. Then contact us for a free quote. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. Brought to you by Capital City Motor Company, a dealer for the people who believes that everyone deserves to drive a nicer, newer car today. Visit Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University off of I-235 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com, ApprovedByJoe.com, ApprovedByJoe.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and warm? down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom looking to burn fat and gain muscle then it's time to contact new leaf wellness new leaf wellness offers a free no obligation consultation dr robert seaman and the new leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you from testosterone replacement therapy advanced weight loss to nutritional therapy new leaf wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMAC campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you 
you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. September 11th, we're just uh, the 30 for 30 um, uh, on ESPN here reminding us it's September 11th. Happy birthday to Allison Halley. Happy birthday to my son, Matthew well, Creighton, going there last. who turned three on this yes. on that very day. Yes. A shout out to the UNI Panther fans. Don't forget fans. about Luke, Luke Jacoby, who was born who on was that born day. On that day. Yeah. A shout out to the UNI Panther students who are currently listening to us, waiting for the Templeton Riot last call. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, well, we we have we have memories of what we were doing because we were going to have a birthday party for Matthew. We that still night. had one. We we just kind of had a very subdued, very quick beer in the in the uh, in the driveway and gave him some presents and everybody went home. He so, got a bicycle. Yes. Anyway, that was uh, that was back then. It brings uh, brings back memories. But uh, anyway, um, yes, the Templeton Rye last call. Also, of course, I want to thank Templeton Rye and our other uh, great sponsor, Kozlowski Law. Uh, check out Kaz if you need a little bit of help with your family law needs. And uh, we'll get to Tom Kakert right now. Tom Kakert of HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us now. And, uh, Tom, I think last week when we when we talked, uh, we all felt uh, Iowa was going to, going to have a good de- good defensive game. But uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody really saw Iowa shutting down Iowa State quite the way that they did. No, I, I, I certainly didn't. I, I certainly didn't see them shutting down Montgomery the way that they did. Uh, that was, you know, they answered a lot of questions. I thought uh, as a unit, we knew the line was good, but the linebackers really played well, I thought. And uh, just a, a really excellent effort overall from uh, uh, the Iowa defense. Now the offense, got some work to do. Got but, some got uh, some work to see do. What happened. Yeah. We'll see what they, if they can... Uh, but, you know, I just think they need one of those games where they just kind of work on themselves offensively. Uh, you know, I was talking to Tristan Wirfs today. He said they've talked a lot this week about getting off to a fast start, and I think that means just getting some points on the board early and kind of relaxing. Uh, Kirk even said maybe Stanley's pressing a little bit. Uh, so he's just got to relax. If they can do that, I think they'll get back on track offensively. And uh, But they got to get ready because the following week it's, Wisconsin. Yeah, there's no question, and uh, we've spent a fair amount of time uh, skipping over the UNI game and <laughs> talking about what what lies ahead with Wisconsin. And obviously, we have all of next week to to cover that. But uh, you know, UNI has played played Iowa very well at least two or three of the last four times that last, they've been in there. Last last three times have been really competitive games. Uh, you know, I was talking to. Um, do our behind enemy lines thing this week. And I was talking to Gary Rima last night, who's the you know voice of Panther athletics. And he just, he's does he you know, love a little concerned. He, does he, he love this not, team? <laughs> well, he loves them, but I don't, I just got the impression talking to Gary that he doesn't think this team is a, it, they could use a David Johnson is kind of what he jokingly said. So well, who could they, uh, I know. Uh, yeah, we could all use a David Johnson, but I, I just, uh, you know, I, I just got the feeling from him that he's a little worried that this one could get out of hand. Well, and and I think that 
those of us who've watched the first two football games intently uh, and who've really looked at this closely, Iowa and Iowa State have been known to play ugly games. There was 15 to 13. There was 9 to 6. There's been now 13 to 3. 19 to 6. Yeah, 17 to 3. 17 13. You know, I mean, there's not, I mean, there's been last year's game, which was spectacular, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint. But that rivalry seems to bring in a hugely physical football game. Um, it is probably probably one that if I I don't know who scheduled Iowa State, but if they I don't know why they didn't put Akron this week and Oklahoma the week after, yeah. because Iowa State's coming off a huge emotional game, very physical, and now they got to play OU, who's yeah. not going to be very happy based on what happened last. But you year. and I, you and I, is not physically. They just don't have enough guns. Yeah. You know, I, we thought Northern Illinois had some good players, uh, and the Hawks wore them down. So, Tom, um, the, thinking about this week, not only um, Iowa working on, you know, getting just just getting better, running some plays, trying to do some different things. Uh, do, do you expect that this would be the game where you might expect them to throw a few more of those freshmen in there? They get those four games this year. Uh, that the freshman can still redshirt, and this might be a spot where you might see a few other younger guys get some time this week. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I think you know it will depend on what the score is and how the game's going and uh, what things look like. And if, if if they can do that, then I think there'll be uh, there'll be something that they'll they'll look to do. But I, I don't know that they'll do a whole lot of it uh, at least early on. So. Yeah, we'll see what they're uh, what they might do. I, I'd like to see some of the younger guys. They'll get a shot, you know, at Linderbaum and uh, Dylan Doyle. Some of the guys on the defensive side, Julius Brents, because I think they're going to need him eventually. So uh, that would be guys I'd watch for. Who's got, how do you decide between uh, Colbert and Welch? Uh well, I know everybody's on the Jimin bandwagon right now, and. Uh, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't know what Kirk's going to do. I think it'll kind of partly defend, depend on um, the health of Welsh and how he's practiced this week. If he's um, able to go full, then maybe they're, maybe they'll split them. Maybe they'll just kind of play one series each and see what they do. Um, it I just talking to Kirk today. It just didn't seem super optimistic about. Uh, Smith Marset and uh, Kelly Martin just didn't seem, and and you could see if they they might want to keep those guys out, get them healthy for the next week. I mean, you know, if you get by this week and win, and get those guys closer to a hundred percent and not get beat up this week, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to well, it makes, hold them out and get them yeah. ready. All the sense in the world. It makes yeah. all the sense in the world. I mean, we don't have to be Kirk Ferentz to figure out. There's a pretty good chance we can win without these two guys playing, based upon who we're playing. And it yeah. maybe maybe now is a good week to put in the suspensions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, they're suspended. Okay. So uh, switching real quick uh, gears, Tom, because we, we haven't mentioned it, but uh, since you're, you're one of the recruiting gurus, lost in the euphoria of the Iowa-Iowa State football game is uh, Iowa finally got on the basketball side a commitment from their long-awaited point guard. Uh, they get this kid out of New York who appears – to be a lot of what Iowa has been looking for, a 2020 kid, but a lot of what Iowa needs uh, on both ends of the court. He's 2019 class. So, 2019. Um, that's funny. Yeah, sorry, sorry excuse me. Point guard, point guard Joe Toussaint, 5'10", um, probably. Uh, tough kid, hard-nosed, uh, embraces the defensive end, more of a penetrate, playmate kind of guard. He's not a great shooter. That's something he's going to have to improve on and work on. Uh, so he just gives them something that they don't have, and that's kind of what Fran went into this recruiting cycle, looking for somebody who is you know, going to give them something different than they already have at point guard. Um, I don't see him as a starter coming right in. I don't see him as a huge contributor, but if he can give them you know, 10, 15 minutes a game, kind of a change of pace, do some things differently, then uh, I think that's a that's a plus. They do need somebody who can, you know, they're just looking for toughness from that position, and maybe some of that toughness will rub off on everybody else defensively, and they can become a better defensive team. Well, a couple of services have, 
Yeah, a couple of services have him as as a top twenty point guard in the country. I mean, you know, and, and certainly Wichita State was one of his offers, and so uh, you know, Wichita's no slouch. Uh, they've they've been there uh, certainly more than Iowa has recently. So, so it, it's it's worth looking at, and and like you say, you know, next year he comes in, maybe he gets a little bit of playing time. I think Iowa fans can be happy they got a little bit going on. Then they had two other guys, uh, uh, important guys in there this week. Uh, um, a couple of five stars that came in. Uh, how'd those visits go? Yeah, uh, talked to Xavier Foster, who's a five star in the class of 2020, and he is, uh, you know, going to just keep taking visits. He's, you know, a junior, and juniors can take visits now, so officially. So it's really good to get him on campus again. He's going to Ames in two weeks uh, for an official visit there. Uh, Fran's in tomorrow, I think. Sound off, goes to see him. So uh, they're just going to keep grinding away on him. But he's got the Kansas offer. I'm sure he's going to get some more blue bloods uh, involved with him just because he's, he's really, really skilled and the potential is very high for him. Uh, and then uh, Trace Jackson Davis uh, from Indianapolis. Fran's in home today. So uh, he's making a, a visit after the official visit. And uh, I think they're, um, you know, Probably behind on him. I, I, you know, the, everybody I've talked to believes he's going to end up at Indiana, uh, and he's going to visit there in October. So we'll we'll see what happens with with uh, Trace. But you know, it's good to be in that battle. And he, you know, the thing that Patrick McCaffrey told me the other night was that he's known Trace for a long time. And he goes, Trace wouldn't have made the visit if uh, if he wasn't seriously interested. He wouldn't waste people's time doing that. So uh, good to get him on campus and see where it goes it appears patrick mccaffrey may be the best recruiter of the mccaffrey's <laughs> patrick's pretty uh patrick's a fun kid i'm, I'm gonna really enjoy uh covering him i've enjoyed covering his recruitment and just getting to know him he's uh you know been through a lot as a as a young person and he's just he's so much fun to be around he, you know connor's connor's more uh business-like and patrick's more free spirit so it's pretty fun to Get to know those guys. All right, Tom, we got to run, but I appreciate you checking in again. And next week, who do you got, who do you got okay. this week? Uh, I'm going to take the Hawks. Uh, I'm going to take 34 to 13. All right, that, sounds okay. good enough. All right. Thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. That happens to be right on the magical number, doesn't it? <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah, it's 21, 20, something like that. Almost felt like I didn't need to ask him who he had this week. Well, just you know, I want to I want to have some idea of what he thinks uh, Northern Iowa is going to score. Um, I don't want to get out of here. You know, I, I enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed the uh, the idea that you could buy frozen pizzas and go to a Minnesota football game. The Gophers, by the way, are two and zero, and they row, they're rowing their boats. And I, look, I, um, they, I, they I lost know, they, I, I they lost their running back for the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough because he's was by far and away their best running back. So we got them on October sixth. And look, I uh, I'm a Drake fan here. Uh, Rick Fox, their coach, uh, is a s- super nice guy. Spent a lot of time watching baseball with him over the last few years when the boys were playing at Valley. Um, but the fact that Iowa State was trying to schedule Drake to fill that spot, come on, come, come on, on, man. Yeah, you I know, mean, not the, scholarship team. I mean, there dude. are certain thoughts that, as an athletic director, you need to keep to yourself. And that would have been one that of would them. Have been, you didn't need to share that. Call Bowling Green. I mean, I don't know Wyoming. Well, he, well, he did. He you know Pollard went into a number of things he's tried, and you know, and, and he's not getting. They, they were looking for can 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 somebody else get a waiver to play North one more Texas? game? Or, the problem is they got to find somebody who hasn't played twelve games. And the FCS schools, they've got well, maybe with Hurricane that, Francis so. or Florence or whichever I, one it is. I think this hurricane may end up with a bunch of teams that have games that are canceled. And maybe the Citadel would be happy to come to Ames. Somebody like that may end up being available, so they need to just sit tight, or they can try the Nebraska plan, which is just, hey, we were ahead after one series. You should just forfeit the game and take your check. How about they? How about they go with this? Nebraska and Iowa State are both five and six. And they both need a win, and they have essentially a playoff for a bowl. Well, I, I a bowl think setup. It, it, and, and the bigger question might be: How's Nebraska going to win five? Yeah, well, and if you want to go over, if they, if, if they want you to go to go play in go play in Lincoln, they'll still win. I think. Well, you said that last night. Yeah. I don't know about that. Go but. play in Lincoln. All right. Time now for our Templeton Rye last call, brought to you by the good stuff Templeton Rye out of the tiny town of Templeton, Iowa. We might, I may go have a Templeton Mule tonight. Instead you want of, a Templeton, uh, 
we're going to uh, we're going party. to the party. We're going to a little party and have a little Templeton meal. They do make them there, I think. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we were we were pretty well uh, well we were off on on the the score, but we we knew we were both on the Hawks last week with the points. No problem there. Are you with the Hawks? Do you can take you can give up twenty one this week? Absolutely. Yeah. Iowa wins this game forty one or forty four to six. Two field goals. Two field goals. I still see the Iowa offense. I see them looking better early and then just kind of tucking it in, slowing it down, playing a lot of guys, and this one's a, they end up in the 30s. And and, and they may be, we maybe have 30 at halftime and end up th- winning 30, 37. 30, 37 or 36 to so – I'm going to go with 36 to 10. Uh, somehow Northern Iowa gets in the end zone and gets a field goal out of that, and it's 36 to 10. And it may not even be an offensive touchdown. We'll see if anybody can score an offensive touchdown against the first string Iowa defense. You know but what I, what I like to play. see is I like to see the fact that Iowa State had a 65 yard drive and couldn't get it in the end zone. Yeah, I, nobody like say uh, Hankins came out, made a tackle on tight end. We had guys tackling right up to the right up to the line, and it ends up uh, costing Iowa State. They get the penalty. They had to move back, kick the field goal. Absolutely. And uh, and they fought like crazy last week to keep Northern Illinois out of the end zone as well. And by the way, Northern Illinois uh, gave uh, Utah, who's uh, number twenty six this week, but looks Iowa to be, is number thirty two according yeah, to, the, uh, to teams to, receiving sure. votes. CBS does a ranking of all the schools. Iowa was twenty one this week. Oh, there you go. So, but uh, Northern Illinois stuck with you. They lost. CBS also to, gave me a D plus on my draft, and I had the highest points in our fantasy football. For the well, week, so did uh, who was the other Costa? Costa had yeah, D minus. He yeah, he's number he had, two. Yeah, he was number two. That's all right. I won this week too. So yeah, you know we're uh, we're playing this week. Yeah. We are. Yes. The usual. I'm eleven to nine against you all time. Is that right? What's so the line? Uh, I'm actually favored by seven. Is that right? I don't understand. I will how. take me yeah, in the I, points, I, dude. I loved your draft. I think you have a better team than I do. But I'm I'm I have a I have a I'm a seven point favorite this week. Is that right? The lots of love bears are. Much are favored over Juniors League. I don't even know who you who you have. Uh, uh, I got Philip Rivers. That's who, nice. I got Drew Brees. Yeah, I know you're good there. You know, there's no worse radio than having listened to somebody talk about their fantasy football team. I know. I thought we were so. Anyway, hey, um, I'm, I have an alarm set for when the music's going to go. You think it's going to fire here any minute now? Well, anyway, so there it is. Your alarm went off exactly when it. It's nicely done. Yep. Right. Now, now we got a minute. Fin- Finishing finishing thought. It's a great prep weekend. Great time. Go out, have fun, and then next week we're going to get nuts. Because it's going to be, as Trent said, it's a one-game season next week. It is, and it's going to be balls to the wall. But lastly, on this very emotional day for me, September 11th, God bless those first responders I'm with who, went, who went out and ran into that building when everybody else was running out. And uh, just... Yeah, let's not, it's, let's it's not forget them. Let's yeah. not forget them. All right, join us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700.